0: Anyway, uh, I have l- watched listened to the this series online just to see what uh, what was taught the the topics were amazing, and the the teachers were so good and um, I, I would like uh, if you don 't mind kind of just holler in at me a little bit i mean no don 't yell at me, but I mean um, if, what did you learn? What, is there anything that you learned over these ten weeks or whatever it was? What did you learn from this series? Anybody? I would want to connect the idea of the light of the world, the city on a hill, and then the land in a home, and use that to Uh, illustrate our primary role for many of us especially as parents is to minister to our own children to those that are right there Mm -hmm. not lose sight of that in looking to mission work or looking outside of our our own community Okay, Uh, we are the light of the world and we're the city on the hill and uh, uh, it takes light uh, to do what we do to build that bridge for folks to find Jesus right what else? Yes. Our first step in any of this is in talking about bridge building is developing relationships with those around us. Okay. And that's that's the whole idea of bridge building is building that relationship because no one's going to listen to a word that a stranger says. If you, do, if you can build a bridge and if you want people to go over it, you have to walk with them and have a relationship with them. Right? Anybody else? What did you learn? Yeah. I think um, In the world that we live in today, we kind of they kind of touched on. You don't have to accept lifestyles. You just have to be you have to be willing to be a friend um, and not shun them because you know what example is that of us to just be like you know we're not talking with this lifestyle or something. Yeah, those bridges were made for people just like us, all of us, right? All sinners, all needy, all needing to get to Jesus. And so uh, we're not asking um, saved to walk over them necessarily. We want the the lost to find Jesus, yeah. Anybody else? What did you learn? Yeah. Make the effort. Make the effort. We can talk about it and think about it, but if you don't do something, nothing's ever going to happen. Okay. Yeah, there's a time to talk about it, plan it, think about it, and then you got to do it. Got to start building it, right? Excellent. Well, today, my, my, uh, my assignment is to talk about what it means to build the bridges again, the way that I look at it. Building the bridges again from being a bridge buster uh, to a bridge uh, builder, And the theme of the summer series, the way I took it, uh, is that uh, Jesus was and and is, still is, the the bridge builder for us. Well, for, for everybody, obviously. Jesus came to build a bridge so that we could be reconciled to the Father in heaven. And where would we be if Jesus didn't do what he did? His bridge was a wooden bridge, if you know what I mean, but the point is we have to go over, we have to to follow him and then the uh, with that, our responsibility and that's what I want us to talk about today or tonight as well, as disciples of Christ, we have responsibilities, and the responsibilities are that we must build bridges as well. Now, um, everyone, I can't do that. Well, uh, y- yeah, yeah, you can. Um, it, it's, uh, and with all of us doing this, um, we can make those bridges. And so one of the hardest parts of building bridges and uh, doing that, that construction project, that spiritual uh, project, is that what do you do when the bridge fails? What do you do when the, when the bridge falls for one reason or another? So my question to you as we uh, just start kind of slow until we get to where we need to be. Have you ever had a falling out with anybody in your life? I want to pr- pretty much say everybody shake your head because I can't imagine anyone that has not um, lost a friend, you had a falling out with someone that, uh, at work, at school, in your family, or whatever it is, and, uh, and that relationship falls, fails or falls, right? Everyone has experienced it. I can't imagine anyone who hasn't. And so when we start looking at what this means, I mean, what, is, what does falling out mean anyway? It means to lose a friend. I've lost friends. I've lost friends just by preaching the, the gospel. But I've also lost friends because I was a knucklehead in what I said when I'm preaching the gospel. Right? Not thinking what I'm saying. Now we can have it that way. Or it, have you ever have, or and, and maybe you are now, have a strained relationship with someone that you love, a family member, or a fellow Christian? I mean, you're, you're not separated, but you don't, you know, you used to be close, but now you're not. You used to talk, but now you don't. What do you do? How about, uh, have you ever needed help in your marriage? You know, there's just something going on or maybe not going on in your marriage and you, you know it. And, you know, the, the husband knows it, the wife knows it and, and you, you, you really don't talk about it because it's embarrassing. It's the 800 pound gorilla in the room and you know it and they know it and uh, what do you need to, to, to come back together to take that, uh, that, that wall or that, that separation? How, how do you get rid of it? How about uh, people, Christians, falling away from Christ and falling away from his church? What do you need? What will will get you back to Christ? And then with, with all of that, when this happens, what is your, well, our responsibility in this? Let me give you some relationships uh, that we just find in the Bible, and I want to show you that uh, that we have a lot in common w- with God's people from way back. It's just like it's it's being a human being, and it doesn't matter when you live. So, what are some of the the realities of relationships? Do you realize, and and it, it a lot of people don't realize this. It, it kind of shocks me when I when I don't when they don't know this. But do you know that Jesus' brothers had a strained relationship with Jesus? Did you know that? Did you know that, that they did not believe he was the Son of God? And two of those wrote letters in your Bible. They did not until the resurrection. They did not believe in jesus you know what that means now to to take it to its full extent they didn't believe what their mom was saying what mom those stories that mom told us about the the uh, um, what happened with the angel and and the and the uh and the the manger and all and all that they didn't believe that's john chapter 7 verse 5 by the way now how about this one so Jesus had a strained relationship with his brothers. How about this? Now, who do you think was Jesus' best friend? Who would you think? Who would you think? Jesus' best friend. John was disciple he loved. Okay, this disciple who he loved. And he, who did he have a most uh, the most interaction with, is, especially in Scripture? It's Peter. I mean, he's just talking with that guy all the time because he was kind of messed up and Jesus gave him a lot of attention. But listen to this. With curses and with swears, uh, Jesus' friend, uh, Peter, because he was afraid, he, he denied Jesus and he did it three times. Those are burned bridges or shaky. Maybe bridges between people. Those two instances. How about Judas? Judas was called by Jesus to be a traitor, right? He was called to be an apostle. Bible says Jesus called the ones he wanted and Judas was one. He wasn't called to be a traitor. He was called to be an apostle. And so why I use him is that, that we know how it ended, though. If you burn your bridge by taking your life or, or, or a traitor to the Lord, you see what I'm saying? And how about this? How about that church in Corinth? The church in Corinth... What a, what a disunified, messed up congregation. And because they had bad relationships with the brothers and sisters, the haves, the have-nots, the, the rich, uh, the poor, the ones that had a lot and others that didn't have anything, uh, Paul said this. And can you imagine um, hearing this about your congregation or my congregation? Paul said, I have no praise for you. For your meetings do more harm than good. Their assemblies didn't do anything good for them. Why? Because they had bad relationships within the body of Christ. So there are some things in these relationships that we have in common. What do we have in common with them? Sin. True? Yeah. How about disunity at times? You all on the same page? Every time? Everything? Hmm, you'd be the first, right? How about pride? What does pride do to a bridge to be closer to Christ? What does pride do? That'll shake it up, right? How about hurt feelings? You ever get your feelings hurt? Get your feelings hurt. How about just awkward encounters with people? Uh, because you know it, it, there's something, something strained uh, with that relationship. Well, folks, this, all this means is that broken relationships need a bridge to get back to a healthy relationship. And we need to build them or rebuild them, right? Rebuild them. Let me give you another one. There's a, there's a sad breakup that we find in Scripture, Um, a very sad indeed a sad breakup between paul and barnabas and i'm sure you know that they were friends they were brothers in christ they were missionaries and partners and barnabas was known as the son of encouragement now that's someone you want right now that is a bridge builder encouragement right and so Barnabas was known as the, as the son of encouragement. And what he did, he built a bridge for Saul of Tarsus, the Christian killer now. The Christian killer, right? He built a bridge for Saul to be accepted by the first church. Hey, uh, I need you to open a Bible. I'm not going to put it up there. Let's do some Bible work, if you don't mind. Acts chapter 9.26 Acts chapter 9, verse 26. Here is a bridge project uh, right there in our Bible. Acts chapter 9, verse 26. Luke writes, When Saul came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him not believing that he really was a disciple. So what does Saul need? He needs a bridge, right? He's a brother. He's a Christian. He's been immersed. And he's been assigned uh, uh, to work with the Lord. But then it says... But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. And why was he able to do that? Remember, they were afraid of him. That's why he needed someone to take him by the arm and uh, introduce him. That's a bridge. The people, they, they didn't like him. They were scared of him. They, they, I would say, even even hated him. So sadly, these... These friends, these partners, these brothers, they split up and they parted ways over something so, in my mind, it shouldn't have happened this way. They parted ways over a young knucklehead, wannabe um, wannabe missionary, a, a boy named, or a young man named John Mark. Now, what made it kind of awkward, that is Barnabas's nephew. But Paul did not have any, uh, he had no patience for a guy that would bail on on a mission, on a a, a missionary journey. And so Mark abandoned Paul on the previous trip. So this got, you know, the bridge builder, uh, the bridge builder Barnabas, and the bridge builder um, Paul uh, to do this. Acts fifteen thirty nine says this: Paul and Barnabas had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Now I'm just going to give you a rhetorical question, which means you think about it. Don't say a word. Have you ever had a sharp disagreement that made you part ways with a friend, or someone in your family, or someone at work? Um, Uh, ever had to go through that. The point, I think, for this, for me, this is kind of negative. We're going to get to the positive stuff in just a second. Barnabas and Paul were both bridge builders. The son of encouragement knew how to bring people together. Paul's um, bridge building was to get Gentiles into the church of Christ. All right? They were both uh, they were both bridge builders, but their story shows us something that even bridge builders need help sometimes. When's the last time you ask your minister, your your elder, your friend, um, you know, someone that you trust, that can you help me with this? You know, I, I said something, you know, and now my friend and I are are, are estranged, uh, estranged, you know, in some way. Uh, do you ever, ever ask for help or offer your help to help people build back the bridge that was broken by whatever it is that just, you know, messes us up in our relationships? We need a bridge to get back together again. Again. So what's the reality? Bridges and relationships have a tendency to fail, or to fall. It happens. It happens, I'm going to say, it happens all the time. So why do bridges collapse? Why do bridges collapse? Now let's just just look at the, at the, uh, the, just the graphic there. See the bridge there? Sometimes bridges collapse by faulty design. It looked good on paper, um, you know, I, I, you know we, we thought it out, we thought it would be good, but uh, after they built it, you know, it, it's, it, it's just clear that, oh, this thing isn't going to work. Um, it creaks, it, uh, it, it, it crackles, I don't think it's going to hold the weight. And so sometimes we build these bridges and uh, they're just no good. We have to stop and we have to redesign. How about just poor construction? Sometimes we just don't do the work well and that you know me you all of us we don't do the work of bridge building very well it means you have to get out there you have to talk you oh goodness you have to talk to people you know for some people that is like oh my goodness that's the thing i can't do now how about inadequate maintenance you have to take care of what you have you can build a good bridge It could be a good design, good construction. But if you don't take care of it, you don't maintain it, what's going to happen? It can fail and it can fall. But there are also other things. Some of the things that, that we can't do anything about, like the external forces that we try to control. We try to control everything. Control freaks in the room? In there? You know who you are. I know. There are external forces, like for the bridge, wind and gravity. What can you do about gravity? Nothing. Really? Nothing. What can you do about wind? You can divert it maybe a little bit, but no. Well, when the wind blows, man the wind blows. But the other thing is, in relationships, it's like wind and gravity. How about pride and prejudice, to coin a phrase? Pride and prejudice, what does that do to our bridge building efforts or our rebuilding uh, efforts in in the church? So, when we, you know, so we can make a sturdy bridge, but there are things that are out of our control. Here's Here's some to think about. We can't make the hurting, we can't make the mad. We can't make the sad. We can't make the loss cross our bridge we make for them. We want them to. We do everything we can with our projects and with, our, and with our, the things that we do for the communities. We can't make them go across that bridge, uh, bridge even though we know it's so good for them. We can't control that. We cannot grow, uh, control that. We can't make people listen to reason. You can have all the great arguments all the scripture, all the whatever. But you cannot make people listen to reason or make them swallow their pride or even make them forgive so that they can come back to people. Those are things we cannot, we cannot uh, control. So why do then, let's take it away from the, the structure to the relationship. Why do relationships fail. Why do they fall? Why do they fail And those bridges that bring people together? Why do they fail? They fail and they fall when we build our lives and our marriages and our families and our churches on worldly principles. The church was never designed to live by worldly principles principles like the like the the, our country or or the or the greater part of the world that's not how we're supposed to um, uh, go about anything listen to what paul wrote Uh, the the spirit gave him this message to the colossian church colossians chapter 2 and verse 8 colossians 2 and verse 8 this is what paul wrote see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and, here's our line, the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. You may be a great business person with a great business model, but that doesn't translate to the church necessarily. There are some principles that can help. I, I, I get that. But we have a spiritual um, uh, building, we are trying to we're trying to make. So there are in this uh, for relationships. There are external worldly circumstances, and even for us, evil forces that are against us. And we want to control those too, but we can't do those very well. We haven't done them very well. Jesus then has a has a, has a uh, he has a word for this. What does Jesus call this? What we've been talking about? He calls them these circumstances, right? That we can't can't uh, do anything about. Jesus calls them storms. He calls them storms. Now, driving rain. You know about this, right? <laughs> In old Oklahoma, Oklahoma scares me. Uh, I, you know, if I heard a siren right now, I don't know where I'd go. Um, do you have a... Oh, you have a basement. Okay, there, I know where to go. That's where the food is. That's good. Um, driving rain, flash floods, high winds, that will flatten your house. Sounds like a tornado to me. But it will also wash away your bridge. All these things that, 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 that come at you, these storms in life, it can wash away your bridge. It can pound on your marriage. It can crush your family. It can, it can destroy your congregation. And those are the storms that we have to navigate, that we have to live with, and we need the Lord to help us. So, um, by the way, can, what are some storms that we have to weather when we are trying to build bridges for people or rebuild bridges or um, have good, have good um, relationships? What are some of the other kind of storms? I'll give you another one. If you have one, just tell me. Uh, how about finances? I can't afford that. Huh? Say it louder. Illness. Illness. Oh, yeah. Illness. Illness can do it. Uh, we can have uh, <clears throat> the things that... Uh, I, I put this down because, you know, I had to go through it. The teen years. The teen years. Those were brutal. Uh, you know, for you know, people I'm trying to serve. You know, I had two, two teenagers in my house. Um, I let them live. That's all I can say. And, <laughs> and, uh, and they, they made through the storm, and Karen and I made it through the storm. How about just working so much? Because you, then you don't have time to take care of the spiritual. And I know, I know what it's mean to be a man to take care of your family. You're the breadwinner, and then, and then mom gets into it too. Um, you know, we, 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 we work, 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 work. And then a lot of times, well, I, don't, I don't even have time to build a bridge for anything. I need to go on someone else's bridge. Well, sometimes in your life, that's pretty good. That's what we want for you. But it can cause you not to be a bridge builder. Poor communications, another. But this is what I want you to remember here. And I want, us, I want you to look at something. It'll be up here. I want, to, I want us to just do it the Jesus way. The Jesus way always works. The Jesus way of the storms, of the bridges, of the the things that that will flatten our life uh, and ultimately take us to hell. So it's Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. Just listen to me and then just roll the tape. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat on the house, and it fell with a great crash. So I want you just to remember this. That is the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. I'm going to come back to that. 1940. Holmes... Families, relationships, churches, bridges fall if we don't build them on the rock, on the foundation of the teachings of Jesus Christ. That is why we need to be Bible people. Jesus people are Bible people. And all these challenges that we have in this, we've looked at a lot of challenges if you don't build it on the, the, the teachings of Christ, it will. That, that's what happens right here. All right, now for the positive stuff. What is the Jesus way to keep homes, relationships, churches, and, uh, and bridges strong? What is the, the way we should do this? I want, to just, I want you to go to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, starting verse 21. Your relationships may not have a lot of problems. And I, and I hope that that's true. I look at my life. I have problems. Um, they're, they're, not, they're not crazy. They, they can go up and down. You know, Karen and I were, were empty nesters. Our kids are great. Um, I have grandkids, and that makes me the happiest man in the world. Um, Uh, and, you know, our our life is good, we can pay our bills, uh, we can put money aside, we can support missionaries, and we love to do that. You know, life is good. Life is good. But my life can always be better. If I'm just, you know, resting on my laurels, uh, that's not a good position. So this is what Jesus said. You have heard that it was said, by, or said to the people long ago, Do not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. Stop right there. Now, I, I'm, I'm hoping this doesn't apply to you. But the point is, we look at things in the Bible. Um, Man, I, I don't do that. I'm a good person. I've never, ki- <laughs> I've never killed anybody in my life. And then you think, okay, I'm golden. But that's not a good way to think. We all need. We all need to um, do better. We all need to grow. We all need to keep on learning and building and serving. Always, we haven't done bad things. Good, that the Lord loves that, but He wants us to keep the good works and deeds going. So this is what uh, uh, He goes on. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to his brother, Raka, I've always, as a kid, I love that word. That means empty head. Empty head. uh, Which I was an empty head as a teenager. Um, Raka is answerable to the Sanhedrin. That means to the elders. To the leaders. But anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the hellfire. We may not murder... Um, but if we have anger issues, how are you going to build a bridge that anyone would want to go with you hand in hand uh, to meet Jesus? Or maybe um, we, we, you know, this empty-headed thing, sometimes we don't think. And we say things to people that are just crass, or they're not complimentary you don't build people up. You're not a Barnabas. You're not a person of, of, uh, uh, of encouragement because you think they're just, I don't know, dumb as a bag of rocks or whatever. You see, you haven't hurt anybody or killed anybody, but we have to watch what we say. We have to watch what we do. We have to watch how we present ourselves if we are going to build bridges that people will want to come uh, to the Lord by. Now, how about this one? Make your relationships and problem areas a priority. We don't. We're not supposed to just, um, you know, just broom something under the bed. We need to. We or we can never ignore our issues. We ignore our issues. We deny our uh, um, issues. Instead of that, we fix them, and we should do that together. Matthew chapter five twenty three. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there, uh, remember that your brother has something against you. Okay, someone's mad at you. What do you do? They'll get over it. They'll get over it. You know. Now, now there are times when you just kind of okay, okay. But uh, but us- usually something has to be addressed. Your brother has something against you. What do you do? Jesus said, you take your gift and you leave it at the altar and then first go and be reconciled with your brother. In Jesus' day, that's a, here's my lamb, hold on to the rope. Um, I can't go to worship until I reconcile with my brother. And when they say brother, what a brother Israelite? Or brother in, in in the flesh, but someone close to you, you need to take care of those things first. Is this does this touch? I hope so, because it's it's a, it's just a, it's a terrible way to live when someone you love and you don't talk with them, right or whatever. Now, how about this? First, go and then he says, um, then go and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly. Oh, I'll go see him next week. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Oh, when, it's, when it's the sharpest night. you need to stop, pray, uh, cool down, cool out, whatever you do, uh, okay? And then get some advice, you know, but then you take care of it. You just, because if you wait, you're more than likely, you are going to not take care Of the issue. And that bridge will be burned to a crisp and it will stay that way unless you first go and then you settle matters quickly. Uh, And then Jesus said, Do it while you are still on the way, while you are still close. You're still close with them. You still have a relationship. That's worth mending. It's worth mending. So how far should we go with all this? I know there are things that, you know, it's, it's not so cut and dried, berry, and I don't mean to make it that way, but this is what the word, the word says. How far should we go to mend a relationship or bring someone back to the Lord? Um, uh, we should go so far, I mean, all the way, I believe, um, to the point of getting others involved in it. That's your elders, or your, or you know, people that you trust, or your 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 friends, your ministers. Matthew chapter eighteen, verse fifteen. This is what Jesus said: If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault, just between the two of you. That's where you start. Right, if that bridge is on fire, right, Uh, uh, that relationship is on fire. Just go. Just go. Do it. quickly and and get it done but just between them but what if it doesn't work then jesus said um uh, but if he will not listen take one or two others along you know the jewish witnesses right sometimes you you need some backup i've had to do that in ministry so many times and it it, i i I hate it i hate it because i'm not the confrontational guy i want to love on you but sometimes i gotta you know Uh, you know, do it. And, but, but you have to do that. And sometimes I need backup. My, my, my minister partner, uh, partners, or my, or my elders, or even sometimes Karen, my my wife, because I need someone just with me when I, when I talk uh, to this person. And uh, Jesus says, you take one or two that will give you the courage, but it will also be helpful. But what about, what about this? You know, sometimes these, the, the bridges are so important, real, big bridges that we really need. They're really big. And uh, we have to have them all the time. Um, he, Jesus said, if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. That's, that, that's, that's the tough one. That's why I never want to be an elder. Because that's y'all's job. That really is. So so, so this, is, this is what I want you to remember on this. The Jesus way uh, is to do it, do it fast, do it now, do it with love, and just make sure you save the relationship, save the bridge. Now, folks, I'm going to tell you, this is my opinion. My opinion is this. It is the responsibility of every Christian to be a bridge builder. I don't believe there is anyone that is immune. Like, that's not my ministry. Everyone has a ministry uh, to help people get to where they need to go, to get over the things that keep them from Christ, keep them from salvation, keep them from a, a better life. We all have the responsibility to be a bridge builder. And what does this person look like? What does this person look like? To build or rebuild a bridge, someone, just someone, must be the one that makes the first move, That the one that will uh, address the subject, send the card, make the call, knock on the door, and start the conversation. Someone has to do that. But what does the Bible say? That's the last word. Bridge builders are reconcilers and peacekeepers makers. Reconcilers and peacemakers and then the peacemaker or peacekeepers as well. Listen to these words. When we were God's enemies we, that's amazing. When we were God's enemies we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having reconciled, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now get this, through whom we have now received reconciliation. The bridge that Jesus built at Calvary brought us to uh, to God. We were enemies of God. Now we are reconciled uh, because of the bridge that Jesus built. That's Romans chapter 5, verses 10 through 11. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 18. You've heard this before, right? If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, right? You've heard it. The old is gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and here's your verse, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. It's your, it's your ministry. It's my ministry. So what that means is this is our. This is our uh, ministry. It works better when we do it together. Romans 14:19. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Romans fourteen nineteen. Every effort. That means whatever it takes to build bridges for this community, for the people in this family, uh, in your, the, the health of your marriage and the health of your family and all these things that, that we've been talking about um, we are responsible uh, for that. So, what do bridge builders do? On the, on, you're looking at uh, the one on the on the right is the second uh, Tacoma Narrows Bridge. The first one fell. You saw it, and then that great a great, uh, a great uh, video. They built it again took 10 years to do it right. They didn't do it right. Their engineering was terrible. They didn't know about the, about the winds and everything. It took 10 years to put that back together. And all the, the steel, they just left it in the water. It's like scars uh, that you, you know, and things that you don't want to talk about anymore. They just left it on the ground or under the water. And then in 2015, they made the big one. So what happens that, you know, we can have a bridge and it can go down. We can do a better job and build a better one. And if we do this right, we can make more bridges, more bridges, more people, more help, more, uh, you know, ways to, to get people to Jesus. If we just work together and do all this. So what do bridge builders do? They get the lost to Jesus. Bridge builders, they get the saved to a closer relationship with Jesus. Bridge bridge builders, they get troubled people over troubled waters. They bring Christians back together again when they're estranged from one another. They give help and hope to broken marriages and broken people they bring peace to homes and peace to families bridge builders they unify the body of Christ and that's the main one they unify us so we can do all this together and make it work so you can call uh you can call us uh, bridge builders or reconcilers or peacemakers it doesn't matter As long as you do this. This was written by Jesus' brother who didn't even believe uh, that his brother was the Son of God until he saw him rise from the dead. If one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of his way will save him from death. And cover over a multitude of sins. James wrote that. Isn't that beautiful? Jesus' brother. James five nineteen through 20 Let's pray. Father, I am so grateful for the opportunity to be with these wonderful people. I'm more excited, Father, that Jesus made a bridge that we could cross over uh, to be with you forever. Father, Jesus was that bridge for us when he died for us. But Father, I'm grateful that these people have crossed it. But Father, help all of us to build those bridges to to Christ with the gospel, building bridges to better marriages and, and better families and better friends. And Father, I pray that this church, my congregation, and every congregation in the brotherhood, if they will... Um, do all of this in the name of the Lord and also building all these bridges on the foundation of Christ. They will never falter. They will never fall uh, if it's on the, the word of Jesus. So, Father, bless us and thank you for what you have done for us. In Jesus' name, amen.